and it's peaceful to not always think about food all the time. Now, do I have some days where, yeah, I still do? Yeah, yeah. And I think I'll probably have that my whole life. But to have food peace finally at like almost 35 years old, very, it's just, I can't even describe what it feels like. It's phenomenal. Hello, welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Rome. So I had the beautiful pleasure of interviewing Dina, the owner and creator of Good D's, which are a line of keto, gluten-free, dairy-free baking mixes, and they are incredible and changing the world. And so it was such a beautiful conversation, not only about the baked goods or the mixes, but also just Dina's journey with her relationship with food and talking about food, like food peace and just that like mental peace of being like, okay with where you are, which I know a lot of us are striving towards and trying to like restrict ourselves. And then we find, we binge and then we're, you know, this all or none mentality and just getting out of that and finding that food freedom and finding that peace in yourself. And so she shares so many beautiful takeaways and I'm psyched to get to share with you about these mixes because they are so good and so easy. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I know for myself, when I look at a recipe online, like awesome, simple swap, here's a recipe and it's got 12 ingredients and that's not even that many, but I get overwhelmed and I'm like, okay, that's not happening <laughs> because it's timely. It's timely to bake. And I know a lot of people may be listening. You may love to bake and that's amazing. But for others or when we just don't have time or just don't want to spend time doing it, like this is literally as easy as going to buy some box off the shelves like Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker, but without sacrificing your health goals, especially if you are somebody that's got insulin resistance, diabetes, or that runs in your family and you want to keep a stable blood sugar or if you're following a low carb keto diet, like you can still have these baked mixes and follow through for yourself. So these, I mean, she's got brownies and cookies and cornbread and just so many things. And so we talk about that in the episode. And if you're interested, go check out her website at GoodDees. So this is G-O-O-D-D-E-E-S.com. And she sells stuff on Amazon too. And, but if you order on her website, use the promo code mindful for 20% off of your order. So yeah, with that, let's dive in. Hey, Dina, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Yay. So I'm psyched because Dina has created one of my favorite lines of baked goods that are keto friendly. And I'm going to let her expand on that, but they're delicious. And I'm so glad I was able to connect with her and let her share about these awesome products. Thank you so much for saying that. That's really, really nice of you. I'm really just grateful for people like you and customers who actually like appreciate everything I'm putting into the mixes and to the line I'm expanding in, you know, cause they are low carb, they're keto friendly, they're sugar free, they're gluten free. Uh, they're actually in a dedicated gluten free facility. And so uh, these little things that you think no one's thinking about when people say something and they're like, and they notice it, then you feel like really, I get really excited and feel really happy. Yes. <laughs> That's, really nice. That's really, really, really nice. Oh, yay. I'm so, and I'm psyched to learn more about like all the, the little things that do go into creating a product like this. And yeah, so, it is a lot of little things. I will tell you that it's not, it's, uh, every day is a huge learning curve. Whew. And then recently I expanded to frosting, and that's in a whole new world of oh mistakes <laughs> that I have, <laughs> that I have made. And so it has been, it's nice though. It's always nice to learn something. I know I'm never bored. So that's Yeah. Good. Oh my gosh. I bet. Wait, what's your favorite mix by the way? I never asked you. I love the brownies a lot. That's the one <laughs> I probably made the most. Um, so yeah, I think the brownies are just so like, I feel like I'm eating cake or I'm like eating, like I'm not, I would never know that they're not you know, like a normal brownie mix. You know, when I made them, I made the formula when I was pregnant with my second son and I remember thinking like I was just craving brownies and I spent so much, I spent about seven to eight months to make them. And I was just like, every time, and then for a while I was like, I can't have brownies for a while. I ate a lot. And so <laughs> I thought about it. And then every time I have to make it for a show, like I'm going to be at the Nourish Festival in New Jersey this weekend. 
Um, so I've been doing just testers, like what kind of recipes I want to make out with the mixes. And I had the brownie. I was like, I, I, oh, every time I make it, I'm like, oh, I love this mix. I need to make it more. Yes. <laughs> so it's a personal favorite as well. Yes. Yeah, no, I love it. And I want to like, even like take it back. So what made you, or actually first, I guess, can you just tell us about like good D's and like general, like sure. what is good D's? Of course. So Good D's is a low carb baking and extra company. Uh, the extra is we're now adding stuff that is kind of complementing our current line of baking mixes. So we have about over 15, we have over 15 baking mixes now. And we've now switched to where I have my staple mixes and now we have seasonal mixes. So we're going to have fall winter mixes, spring, summer, and then just staple that the yearly. Okay. And that way, and which was, it really worked out for us because I love making new stuff, but there comes a point, it's not realistic to have like 35 mixes. Yeah. But this would be the chance to, if I want to have 35 mixes, I will just have to spread it out within the year. And then we now have sprinkles and syrup and frosting and the frosting just sold out. We're making more. And that has been a whole world of learning for me. And I was just trying to think, so it's chocolate and vanilla. And that's going to be, it's part of, so what I did is I have the baking mix line and then I have the extra line and I called it extra because it's like a little extra to what we already do. And then the joke is I'm a little extra. So it's like an inside <laughs> joke with myself. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I had, I didn't know that you were making frosting and sprinkles and stuff, which I love. They're new. They're all new. That's like, it's been like, that has been kind of missing for the, like I work with a lot of people with like diabetes and with My blood sugar issues and control and like just to have that as an option when they do have like a birthday or like that's the thing like my kids use it all the time and I have a seven and a three-year-old both uh boys and they are just like they just sprinkle it up on everything they're just like <laughs> ready to go <laughs> so oh my see, gosh you'll see like sometimes little hands in the pictures because when we try to take pictures they're like creeping into this photo Aww. <laughs> Aww. they're very embedded into good deeds my seven-year-old is like very proud. He it was really sweet, but kind of embarrassing at school. He told his teacher last year, he goes, my mom is like very famous. I was like, Ivy, nobody knows who I am. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, no, no, you are. I was like, no, Ivy, I'm not. <laughs> like, please don't say that again. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's nice that I have, I have a very strong uh, family support. So I think that's probably the biggest reason why I've been able to even do what I'm doing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And how did you, yeah. How did you get started in it? Like what made you create it? Yeah. So I had Ibby and then in 2000, I had him in 2012, 2013. I was just like, I wasn't feeling good. And I'm like, I'm not even 30 yet. Like, why am I not feeling good? Like I'm still younger. And I was doing so much research on stuff and my whole life, my weight would go up and down, up and down. I would go up to a size 16. Then I would get down to a size six or eight. And then I would go back up to a 14. And then it was just not, I never knew how to be the same weight. It was really, it was just such a hard concept for me. So after I had Ibby, I had baby weight that I wanted to lose. And had I known that this journey was going to take me to where I am now, I wouldn't even believe it. But I just, I was counting calories. That didn't work for me anymore. Because after you have a baby, your body just is so, it's like different. It's not your body anymore. And I counted and I was like, I told my husband, I was like, nothing's changing. Like, I don't even feel good. I'm still hungry. And so I finally found, I, I remember doing Atkins in high school and I was like, I remember that worked for me. And I remember thinking, oh, this is, it's so hard. When I was in high school, it was so hard. And now for me just to have like a hamburger with no bun is like not a big deal. Yeah. But when you're like 17, it's a huge deal. <laughs> I told him and I go, oh, there's something called keto. And he goes, what's that? I go, oh, it's like this whole thing. And I love that the message was, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And I took that mantra to heart, literally. And then I, didn't, I haven't looked back. I dropped the baby weight, but it was even more than that. Like I've now been, minus my second pregnancy, I still can wear the same pants, which is nice. I don't have to buy bigger pants or smaller, even smaller pants. It's just nice to be consistent. It's like yeah. very peaceful. And it's peaceful to not always think about food all the time. Now, do I have some days where, yeah, I still do? Yeah, yeah. And I think I'll probably have that my whole life. But to have food peace finally at like almost 35 years old, very 
it's just, I can't even describe what it feels like. It's phenomenal. And so then that's what happened. And so I started baking because I love food. I love to cook. I love to bake. And I started playing around with the flowers and I made cookies for my sister. And she goes, these are really good. You should sell them. And I think had she known that I was going to take those words and literally run with it. And so a month later, I was like, so I talked to this place. It'd be really hard to manufacture the cookies because some people are dairy free keto and other people are not, and they don't like coconut oil. So what if I make a mix? And so that's how it started. So I originally was going to sell cookies. And then I was like, no, I'm indecisive sometimes. And I want to give people the option to add or don't add what they want. And so then it went from there and I released it almost four years ago. This month will be four years at the end of October. And I did it three days before my 31st birthday. So I had a little checklist for myself that I wanted to start a company while I'm 30, like before I was 30. But then I did it. I figured three days before 31, I'm still 30. So it counts. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> so I made it to the finish line with three days to spare. And I had said, I didn't look back. A month later after that, I got pregnant <laughs> with my son, Gus. But he's now a three. And I told my husband, I was like, wow, okay, let's, let's do this. So I started working on the brownie mix. Um, and then I was already working another job. So the other job that I had, I was in digital marketing and I would use the majority of that money to fund good deeds because I need, you need the capital. So I just used like some savings and I grew slowly. And then at eight months pregnant, I was a contractor. So they let me go. So I told them, yeah, I was like, oh my God. What am I, gonna, I just made brownies, like a lot of brownies. And so I was in the hospital after my C-section in Texas. And my husband and I, I was, he's like, I was like, can I have my phone? He's like, sure. So I was looking at my phone. I go, oh my God. He goes, why? Well, I go, my brownies hit number one on Amazon. And then me and him, and I still remember. Oh my God. And I'm looking at each other and he goes, I think you need to just focus on your company. I was like, should I just do it? Like, is this my moment to take the plunge? He goes, take the plunge and so Aww. even though at first it was very scary and budget is really <laughs> was very tight I even had a point where I was going to take another job just to keep funding it and luckily I mean I tried it and with breastfeeding and I had my two kids it was just hard to do that good deeds in another job I just couldn't do it anymore so then he was like just focus and so I think when he said just focus I just didn't look back from there so it's been a wild ride <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so inspired oh no I was thank you for saying that it's uh but again it's all timing right like and taking that leap it's very it's terrifying I'm not even gonna pretend it's not scary it's so scary sometimes I think about it I'm like did I do that like that's not my personality at all <laughs> but like because you know you have responsibilities and it's terrifying and I just did it but I also grew up with my parents who are entrepreneurs so I wasn't it wasn't a crazy concept to me. It was just kind of not, will I do it? But when will I do it? And the timing, everyone's like, I'll do it when I'm this age, or I'll do it when I have this amount of money. And it just, the time came where it was like, this is my moment. If I'm going to do it, this is when I need to do it. If I'm not going to do it, I need to just stop. And so I, I went for it. it was scary. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you did. Like, what it, look at what you brought to the world. This is incredible. I don't even know. Like, my sister was like, what were you... Like, do you ever think about how it was before when you, when you didn't have good deeds? I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it would have been so boring. Like, I <laughs> yeah. you would have had like a boring job and it just wouldn't have been as fun. Now I get to do go to events or to shows. And if I want to, my kids can come and they do and they see mommy doing this. And I think that's pretty cool. Wow. Thank you for sharing all this. This is so powerful. And even touching back on like your, I love what you said about like having the food piece. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I, and you know, you have to work at it for sure. And have I, while I've been low carb, have I been thinner at some points? Yeah, probably my clothes. Like I feel good though. Like I don't feel bad and I don't feel really guilty anymore. And it's just, you know what they say, like, you get bored with feeling guilty, you know what I mean, with what you're eating, and I was just like, I can't do this for the rest of my life, I can't be, I, I was telling my husband this summer, actually, I was like, I'm so tired of being so hard on my body when it's done so much for me, and so I've just, I think it, it really has so much to do with mindset, and I'm just like, wh what, what am I trying to achieve, really, you know, I'm, I need to be more 
and I, I am a grateful person, but I think I wasn't so grateful for my body because when I was younger, I was just constantly teased. It was such a big thing, right? What I weighed was always such a big thing. And now I'm just like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm I, that's not how I want to live my life. I have a great life. So let me enjoy it and not worry about something that is actually a luxury to even be concerned about. Some people have issues that where it can't even be a problem of theirs. And so I thought about it from that instance. And I was just like, why am I being like for all those years? I feel, I wish I can go back in time and have been so much kinder to myself and my body, you know, trying diets with gross food. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I wasn't so upset if I couldn't fit into something my friends could fit into when I was younger. Just a lot of things because, you know, I had two kids from it. I can walk. I can make food. I, you know, it's just crazy to me. And so I think now I, I think why are, why am I fighting so much when I love food? And now I think that's what being low carb and keto did for me. I can enjoy it and I'm happy with it. And, you know, if you get off plan or, like any lifestyle, you're going to have off days where you're just like, okay, well, I really do want to try this. It's so different for me now. Cause before I used to be like, I'm going to try this. And because I tried this, this is what my mentality was because I tried this, I'm just going to eat whatever I want for the whole day. And so I'm for the first time in a long time for the last couple of years, I'm actually for the last, since I started, I don't have that anymore. It's not like where I'm like, Oh, I'm depriving myself. I'm really not. And more often than not, I, I'm not missing out. And I think once I got over that, like you're not missing out on it. You don't have to try everything. You don't have to finish everything you're eating. It's just a different perspective. And I think, you know, and you can see with my mixes, I try to make them as comparable to the heavy carb counterpart because I do love food. I'm not here just to throw something out there to sell it. I want it to smell like yellow cake. I want it to taste like yellow cake. I want it to look like yellow cake. It's all about the senses. It's very important to me because. And I hope when people try it, they realize she really did nail down the taste. It's because I love food. I love to eat. And it's not uh, something embarrassing to say, right? Like when I was younger, I'd be like, no, no, I'm not hungry. And I was hungry. And now I'm just like, I'm hungry and I'm going to eat. <laughs> and yeah. say, I'm not hungry. So it's okay if I pass on this. It's not going to run away from me. So it, I, I think that's what's really been helpful because I've been asked like don't you just eat everything you make and I'm like no because I know it's not going anywhere I can make it tomorrow I don't have to eat five of them and I think that's really what's been it almost like healed me in a way while I was doing good deeds I just realized food is great and it's nourishing and it's uh, fun and it's just my life and so that's okay and I used to be embarrassed to say that because I was like oh my god they probably think if I like food that's why I, I don't lose weight or it's just, that's how you think sometimes. And so yeah. now I'm like very proud of it. And you know, 2013 was a very formative year for me. <laughs> yeah. Know, starting the lifestyle. Then 2014, I started developing and launching in 2015. And it's really been the best thing that's ever happened to me. So. Oh my gosh. Hear that. <laughs> yes. No, this is so powerful. And I think so important for for people to know, cause I know so many people, I mean, I've struggled with that same mindset of like the all or none mentality or like, that's what to, it is. Yes. yeah. Or like I'd eat all this now because I'll never have the chance again. Yeah. And if I have a bite of it, then I'm going to eat. Then the today's gone. So let me just numb out. And yes. yes. And that's what I used to do before. And so I would like deprive myself for however long with some, whatever diet at the time. And this is like when I'm in college. And it's like, I didn't know what a balance was like, I, and I would envy people who could just eat and stop when they're full. And I think becoming like going on the ketogenic diet, I realized, I think I, for first I was more in tune with my body. I was like, well, I am really full. Like I mm -hmm. can't like throw up. My yeah. You know, it's weird. Like it just somehow, you know, it just clicks with me. And I think with any kind of lifestyle, you just have to find what works for you. Keto might not work for some people, but that's okay. Like, once you find something that you click with, it's so important to listen to that, listen to your inner voice and just be like, okay, this is what I should do. And I think once I relinquished kind of that, where I'm trying to control everything, that's when everything kind of worked itself out. Cause I'm pretty, I can be pretty controlling. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a beautiful message. Like just like, yeah, listening to your body, not trying to like force some diet upon yourself that you hate, that you're like restricting yourself or like, 
you I don't know how it was with you, but like, I just remember things I was eating, and I was like, how did I eat that? Like, and some people they can eat it and they like it, and that's great. I'm yeah. Like I love certain types of food, and like the thought of not having cream in my coffee is like mind blowing. Like I can't, and I, that's probably why I, I started keto because I love coffee, and I just could not do the non-fat milk anymore. And then I put cream, and like life was good. So like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, uh, I love that, and I think it's so much of it is like kind of what you said, like going low carb and going keto allowed you to tune into your body because I know like for. For me, when I was eating so much sugar and so much just like crap and going like up and down, yeah, I wasn't able to listen because I was so addicted to those foods. So it was like, then I started eating like the low carb and I was actually full. And I was like, oh, it's this crazy. is what full feels like. This is what full feels like. And the thing is like, it doesn't, you know, I think it's great if you are someone like my sister, I have three sisters. My sister that lives in New York with me, um, she knows, she just can eat in moderation she can just eat a, like she's the type who can take a bite of a chocolate bar and then put it away and like finish it maybe within four or five days but i think if you don't, you need to know who you are can i do that no i'm not someone that can just have like one slice of pizza yeah oh and i know that now and i think it's okay to know what your triggers are mm-hmm. and I think that people just tell you oh just eat in moderation fine agreed i think that's true that's I'm not disagreeing but are there certain foods that will make it hard for me to do that because I I don't know it's just hard for me whether because of how I how I was when I was younger whether because of ingredients I don't know could be both uh but you know I think it's just important that everyone just lets the other person figure out what works for them I don't think everyone can do low carb permanently and that's fine I'm just saying I'm very grateful that I found it especially because diabetes does run in my family. My mom has diabetes. And I just remember growing up, seeing all the trials and tribulations that she went through and what she goes through today because of it. And I don't want my kids to have to do that. And so I think that's like, if you find your why and what's inspiring you to just stay consistent, I think that's super, super, super important. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. And I love what you said about like the ability to moderate, like there's certain foods, like foods with no breaks. And I have those too, where like there, there are like people who moderate, which is like, so I like watch them. I'm like, wow, you're an inspiration, but there's, there's, yeah, there's certain things that will just light my brain up. And I'm like, it's not that I tell myself I can't have them. I'm just like, okay, I know if I eat this, that it's just going to light up my little sugar dragon and I'm going to crave sugar for five days. No, so or like, you don't want it. Like, I can't yeah. like, I still know what my foods are. Like, I think French fries are still hard for me. Like, I cannot have a few French fries because even if I'm full, I want to keep eating the French fries. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I usually will have a my cauliflower or something if my husband's having the French fries and stuff like that. So you understand. Oh, my gosh. You know what I just remembered? Would it be okay if I just turn off the oven? I forgot that. Yeah. I food in there. Yeah, you're, you're perfect. Go ahead. Sorry. One second. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect. So sorry. I no, no, that's, You're I good. I try to make dinner before I go pick up my kids. Uh huh. So I put food in the oven and then I just completely. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is great. This is a. It didn't get burnt, so it's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, um, certain foods. Oh, we we're talking about like you said, like French fries. Like you'll do cauliflower. Like sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's just easier just to abstain, so you don't light like. Then you don't have to like you if you can identify what those foods are for yourself, then it's easier to just like say no than to like try oh, to moderate. For sure. And it's it becomes so natural. Like, mm-hmm. I know you understand. Like it just becomes like that's just the way it is, and it's okay. Yeah. Not a big deal. In the beginning, I don't know if you did this, but like, or if you experienced this, but you just get that kind of like, they're trying to be helpful advice. Like, oh, but you can have the French fries, just have five. I'm like, uh, I can't. <laughs> like, don't, oh I gosh. wish I could, but I cannot. So I think that's, that's saying something. I just think that sugar is something that is finally people are finally seeing that, hey, this could be a potential problem. And there are companies now coming in trying to help with that. And I think that's a nice message. And if you're someone who can handle the sugar, that's great. But if you're someone like me who can't or who has 
you know, family history of diabetes, then it's not a risk I'm personally willing to take. So, you know, it's just, I think just let the person do what works for them. I, I really do think that's actually the message. So I've had people who've tried keto and they're like, it worked for me, but it wasn't sustainable. And I'm like, and that's fine. Like, I think, you know, it didn't work for you. And then they found something that did and great, but yeah. you know, just find what works for you and let that person do them. <laughs> yes, yes, like, yes. Self-awareness and just being like curious about yourself. No, like without judgment, like what does work for me? What do I feel good? And, and I love that you said that like, there's a lot of missed messages. I'll see posts like on Instagram of like someone eating a donut and it's like, eat intuitively, like allow yourself these things. And again, like with what you said, I'm like, for me or like other sugar addicts, like that's not in, it's, there's like a disconnect. It's not intuitive eating when it's just like, (laughs) and I've seen those messages too. And I think they work really well for, for certain people. I think though Mm -hmm. it can be a mixed message. Um, you know, I think if someone's already made that decision, but then, you know, I've, I've been that type. I tried that one thing it was called like the you know intuitive eating and I do kind of now intuitively eat but I intuitively eat low carb yeah I don't count carbs anymore like net carbs I kind of know I test if I'm in ketosis or not um, and that kind of thing but when I try to just intuitively eat my body intuitively wanted you know a large fry <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean and then that made me want to have chicken nuggets you know or chick-fil-a mm-hmm. And then, okay, I got a milkshake. I only finished half because then I was full. So that's intuitively eating. And it just didn't work for me. I know people, it works for them. And I think that's great. I think really what the message should be is what the, what works for you and then go with it. It could mm-hmm. be keto, maybe not. It could be being vegan. It could be intuitively eating. I think you have to see, and you have to see what's healthy for you too. Yeah. I, I find keto's healthy for me because I'm not thinking about what I'm eating 24 hours a day for the first time I used to think about what I'm gonna have for dinner and this is when I was younger I used to be like well, what's for lunch okay so I'm gonna eat this at lunch and then at dinner I wonder what mom's making and then when mom's making that what am I gonna and that's how I thought and now yes okay you know I'll eat when I eat it's, it's fine and I, I still enjoy it and I love it but it's not like where I'm like oh my god I'm like panicked <laughs> yeah totally you know and it's nice and if I do eat off plan because it's like a special dinner or you know, a birthday from for me or for someone else. It's nice that I I could actually then potentially I know what I can eat and not kind of derail myself. So it's it's been a journey for sure. Yeah, but you get it. So that's nice. <laughs> no, thank you. I love this. This is so great. And um, I do want to also even like just dive in more to like goodies, like products wise, like yeah. just sharing with like the ingredients. I know that isn't it sunflower seed flour. And Some like, of them. okay. I have sunflower seed flour. So I have a sunflower seed flour line. I have a, an almond flour line. I have one that has watermelon seed flour. So I definitely like, I started with the nut free option of the sunflower seed flour because when I was doing testing, I was testing on, you know, kids and moms. And in New York, my son was two at the time. And in New York, they, every preschool or nursery is nut free, peanut free, oh. nut free completely. So I couldn't take almond flour cookies, which was my original recipe, was almond flour. And so I, I replaced it with sunflower. And so then I just started a whole line of sunflower. And then from there, I expanded to the almond flour. And now, and I like to use erythritol. I like to use stevia. Um, I do have now recently started using allulose. So the syrup that I made is allulose sweetened. And I'm a huge fan. It's going to be in other products coming out. And so, you know, um, soluble tapioca fiber, soluble corn fiber. I do like to use those. I think they give things like a good bulk and it's, they're now FDA approved fibers. So, you know, the soluble corn fiber are in my carrot cake, my biscuit, my coconut cake, and then the updated chocolate chip cookie. I'm trying to remember all of them. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. And then the soluble tapioca is going to be in, I'm bringing back the double chocolate chip. And I'm bringing back Snickerdoodle for seasonal. And those are updated recipes. And the Blondies is an updated recipe using soluble tapioca fiber. So I'm playing around with all the formulas. And I'm always changing, which is nice. I think it's important to like when you're growing as a person and you have a company, I think it's, I'm not someone who's like, just keep marketing it until it sells. I'm more like, okay, well, if we can change it and we should change it, then I'm going to change it. 
And so that's, you know, that's why I've had three versions of the chocolate chip. This is my third version of the snickerdoodle. I think this is the right one. The first two, <laughs> they're trial and errors. <laughs> yeah. The third snickerdoodle, I think, will be will be the one everyone likes. I'm so excited to release it. It's coming out a couple yeah. of weeks. I'm just like. <laughs> this, is, this is like the perfect time of year to have all these things exactly so that's why i wanted it to be seasonal i think a lot of the cookies we are going to make seasonal minus chocolate chip and minus sugar and we're going to put the list on the website showing when you know which mixes you can buy and which season and which are going to be there the whole time so i mean brownies are going to be consistent blondies will be consistent chocolate chip will be consistent cornbread will be consistent so it was interesting trying to figure out what's gonna stay the whole year and what am I gonna make seasonal so like carrot cake was tricky I was like is Ooh. that all winter that's or all year round summer? <laughs> I know I thought and I was like I have to make it seasonal so I made it spring summer what would oh, you nice. make it? spring summer or would you make it fall winter I guess I guess carrot cake in my mind reminds me of like pumpkin oh you're good I thought I had it Oh, it's okay. You told me to hit the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the moon didn't work. Okay, sorry. Um, you oh, no. I was just saying, carrot cake reminds me of, like, pumpkin, so then I think fall, but I feel like I eat it in the spring because my sister loves it, so her birthday is in the spring, and she usually has it for her birthday. Right? So, well, it's, so it's, like, like both. And then I was thinking of bunnies. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah. <laughs> Easter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like carrots are very springy, right? They are. Okay. Yeah. I know. It's a hard one. Carrot <laughs> is a hard one. You don't know what season it goes to. Snickerdoodle, I feel like it's fall, winter. Uh-huh. I think so, too. I was just that. <laughs> coconut. That's spring, summer? I think so. Coconut, like, nice and light, and yeah. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I already made the decision, but I'm glad that it's being back. It makes me feel more confident about it. <laughs> yeah. No, and I want to ask about it about too. Like, so even just growing the business, like I'm so inspired that you took this idea starting with just cookies and then grew it. Like what, how did that evolution go? So you said like cookies and brownies then. Oh yeah. So I did cookie, I did chocolate chip and then I did brownie and then I did snickerdoodle, the first version. <laughs> and then I did blondies and then I did muffins. And then I think I did chocolate cake. And as I was doing them, I was like, I really wanted to do pancakes. And it was really, I was like, can I make it with sunflower? And sunflower seed flour to make pancakes was tricky because it, it's a little wet. Um, so sunflower seed flour makes great cakes and cookies, like very moist. But for pancakes, it was just very hard to get it to be able to flip. And I was like, okay, let me just expand. I always bake with almond flour anyway. Uh, but to find a facility that's, not like there's a ton of nut-free facilities but it's very hard to find one that can do both and so it took time and research and I had already then put down the updated snickerdoodle of almond flour the pancake and the yellow cake the yellow cake I've always wanted to do because I was born and raised in Texas I live in New York but I was born and raised in Texas and yellow cake with like chocolate frosting is my jam <laughs> so there's just something about yellow cake but it just reminds me of Texas and so then I released those three and then I decided to expand my almond flour line and that's and cornbread also wasn't so every mix is usually inspired by something or somebody so like the butter pecan cookie that just came out was oh my, my mom because she would make Arabic coffee and she would have those pecan sandies and she would dip them in the Arabic coffee and I remember when I was little I was like oh I want it dipped in the coffee she's like okay fine but it has caffeine so you can only have a bite so I would take a bite <laughs> it reminds me of my mom and so Aww. You know, every mix reminds me of someone, you know, and the Blondies is very inspired. Like, it has a very, you know, so I'm originally Middle Eastern American, and, you know, I am first generation, and the Blondies have a very similar taste to a Middle Eastern Lebanese dessert, and that's why, like, it's, like, my mom's favorite mix. So everything is, like, inspired by something. There's a taste, and I feel like taste really invokes a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think totally. smell does as well but taste so every mix reminds me of something i know that sounds weird but <laughs> no it makes total sense okay it reminds me of someone or something like cornbread reminds me of texas like in austin we go to this one restaurant that has the skillet cornbread so i make it in a skillet at home and it just reminds me of texas it's 
it's strange. I know. I don't know. The chocolate cake reminds me of my mom because she used to make me like the Duncan Hines cake. Uh huh. And it just has that same texture, and it it just makes me feel that way when I eat the chocolate cake. And so yeah, I mean, I, clearly they're heavily influenced by my family. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it just shows like I just love food, and I do relate really some really great memories with like certain meals that I had, and I hope them. I hope that's conveyed through my mixes. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. That looks one way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is so important because there are like so many people I work with, like they don't want to, the food does have that connection. And it's like, they do feel like the memories from home. And like when you deprive yourself of having those things, it feels like you're missing the, the memories and like the family and the connection that those foods like bring out in you. So for you to bring that to the world where it's like, hey, you can still have that and you're still honoring your health goals like it's so huge well you just like that's exactly what I'm trying to do and while you really you put in a lot more eloquently than I did it's just like for my son's birthday this year like we got him a cake and then I was like well I'm gonna make my yellow cake and my chocolate cake and when I was putting them on Instagram no one knew those were the frostings I was testing out before I released them so I did it with both frostings and I was like, oh my God, I can finally just have cake like if, as if I just made it from a box and a container of frosting. I was like, and that's exactly when I would, did you remember? I don't know, like when I was in college or even high school, I would go to the grocery store and you get like a box of like brownies. Yeah. Make it with your friends. Yeah. That's what I wanted to. I was like, I want a mix. And I, I purposely made my mixes so easy one bowl you just add it because it's these are hard ingredients <laughs> like they're tricky and you know people are like oh but if i went and bought each ingredient it would still be cheaper fine maybe but it's hard and it takes time convenience. yeah and i promise you it's very expensive to make these <laughs> I, I really do use the best quality ingredients that i can find and i think once you realize the cost that goes into manufacturing and to bags and everything, once you put that together, uh, you know, I, I know it can be like sometimes a sticker shock, but it's not like I'm, it's just like giant percentage of where I'm just like really overinflating it. I try to use, you know, everything I use is non-GMO and I try to use the, the best from the best vendors and I'm very, very particular. And if you knew my manufacturer, my co-packer, they would tell you that I'm super picky. So, I mean, it means everything to me. It means so much. So. I care a lot and I want people to know that like that's like I just care I care a lot and every day I'm so grateful so when I see people you know I still do my Instagram and so when they send me messages or they post me or anything it means so much to me and so I'm just like oh my gosh so every day like if I have a rough day yesterday was a rough day for work and then I got the nicest messages because a lot of my customers have become my friends like my like real friends it's just crazy, right? Like the world is so small. <laughs> it is so small. It's so small. Oh my gosh. It's really nice. And we did an event um, in my hometown in Austin for keto, like during the KetoCon weekend. And so we had a lot of people that I had been talking to for months or years, and I finally got to meet them. And the one message I really wanted to kind of convey, and I think, and it just resonated with all of us. It was just like an amazing group of people. And I'm like, wow, they took time to come to my event. And so I was teased a lot when I was growing up for a plethora of reasons. One of them weighed, you know, just how I look, everything for, for, a lot, for a while. And I mean, I was just thinking about it and it can be easy. My, I, basically, my whole message was to them, like, there will always be a seat at our table. So with good D's, there's a seat for everybody. It's not how many followers do you have or what did you do with this or what can you do for me? No, these are people who work really hard and they're spending their you know, hard-earned money to support me. And I want them to know that I in turn also support them and I'm very grateful for it. And I just remember, and I don't know if anyone, anyone else experienced this. I mean, they did. So we had this conversation that, you know, when I was growing up, there were certain tables, right? The girls or the guys would be like, no, you can't sit here. And so ever since then, I always told myself, I will never do that to somebody. I refuse. It is the worst feeling, especially as a kid. When oh someone's going to sit here, 
you're just like, oh my gosh, it's like traumatizing. <laughs> it is traumatizing. It's traumatizing. So my message is and always will be that there is always a seat at our table at Good Teas. Like it's about everybody. And yeah, okay, it's my company, but it's everything I do is usually from the response of the customer. So it's kind of like all of us collectively doing these ideas. And I think that's what makes it such a community. I think it's important for companies, like from the company end, you need to hear what customers are saying because I'm also a customer, right? Of other keto products. Yeah. You have to hear what they're telling you. And the best advice I ever got was from my customers. And I take what they say and I'm like, okay, how can I change it? Because they're giving me honest feedback and I would be really dumb to not listen to them. And this yeah. is like free feedback of someone telling me this is what you should change. And that's why you'll see I am constantly making changes because nothing is perfect the first time. So that's really like, yeah, it was just a really great event with a lot of good people. So I just want to say that. And I, I forgot what the point of my story was, but. <laughs> no, there are so many beautiful points within that. I'm so grateful. I'm really grateful. I, it, you know, it's just very crazy to think like I used to be kind of teased and kind of brushed aside. And now, you know, and, and a lot of times when you're a young, you know, so I'm a girl and I'm a young girl, when I was a young girl, um, some of the girls were really mean to me. And now that I'm older, if I look around who is supporting my company, it's these amazing women. So it's like a weird 180 where I've now, or even 360, like I've come full circle to when I was younger, I had not a very strong supportive group of girls that were friends. And now the ones who are motivating me, who are supporting me, who are pushing me to do better, to do more, who are helping me in my success, are women now which is very it's a it's a very nice uh turnaround like a turn of events so yeah it's crazy I mean I have my my sister and my mom I'm very close to my dad and I have my husband and my kids and all that and you know I think because I I have my three older sisters and they're like very strong personalities and they're very supportive they're like much older than me like eight years 16 and 19 years and I have my mom and dad they came to the U.S in the late 60s, early 70s, my dad came with $300 in his pocket as an entrepreneur. He didn't speak English. And then they started their own business in Texas. So, you know, you see what they went through as entrepreneurs. And so I feel like even on my worst day, I speak the language. <laughs> Do you know, I speak English and I'm working in America. Like I already had such an advantage to what they did when they first started. So I'm like, I better keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you know, you know, and I have that. And and I think that's important. I think if you have a strong support system. So before I even had customers, I remember my husband, I was like, do you really think I can do this? Like, I'm nervous. Like we had, I had 800 mixes and we, we live in New York City. Apartments are not big and there's boxes everywhere. And I was like, what did I, what did I get myself into? I was like, can I do this? Am I going to fail? He goes, we're not going to fail. I was like, I think I'm going to fail. <laughs> He's like, I'm <gonna> fail. <laughs> so I, but tell me the truth. Do you think I can do this? He goes, yes. And so I had family supporting me, you know, my dad's like, I'm proud of you because, you know, he's an entrepreneur and my mom was very, you know, everyone's just very proud and my sisters all taste tested and they were my first customers and, you know, so when I saw their order, when I was still doing my orders, I would call them. I was like, I said, I'll give you free mixes. They're like, be quiet. Like, you, know, <laughs> you have one mix, so stop it. <laughs> like, at that point, you put all your money in this inventory and you're like, am I going to get rid of it? Am I going to, what if no one buys from me? It was just very scary. I'm not going to lie. But I was just lucky I had a support system that then catapulted, catapulted me into a whole nother group of support system that I wasn't expecting, but that I'm so appreciative and grateful for. Yeah, that was my point. <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> beautiful. And oh my gosh. And the fact that you did it, like how inspiring is that to anybody? Like to me listening I'm just like, yes, like she took the leap and did it. It's, I mean, you took, you have a podcast and that's a leap. <laughs> I don't Thank even you. know how to do it. Like I couldn't even get the audio to work when I was trying to join. I used to be so good at IT stuff and now I'm just like confused. Like yeah, <laughs> around because the new computer, I was like, just like pressing it. I was like, who are my parents now? So my parents asked me, <laughs> I've become them. I was just like hitting at it. <laughs> and my husband was like, I think it's great you, to do that. And by the way, I was like, I've done other podcasts and every time you do it, like when you, 
on your end because you're the one who owns the podcast and everything it's not easy i don't know how you come up with topics how you keep the conversation going it's like and then you have to record it and then you have to edit it and then you have to upload it it's exhausting it looks a really good job I oh thank it. you i appreciate that you took a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> seems really exhausting i feel like i would i would get started and then i would leave and then never come back <laughs> i'm like it didn't work but i tried <laughs> oh there were days that i felt like that but <laughs> just like keep going because it's so fun like connecting with you that's like what you said like it's a, such a small world like to be able to connect with you like one of my favorite brands i literally feel like i'm talking to a celebrity because i'm like i oh like God. i have it in my i have it in my pantry i'm like she created this thing oh, like I, it's so cool it's like, you have a podcast and it's like you are well first you're putting yourself out there which is very impressive and then you have to you know, organize it and you have to do the time. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of small things. And I think people, it's easy for others. Like I know I'll get critiques and I think it's easy for people to critique me or even to critique you because they don't know all the small parts going into it. And you're just like, if you only knew, I promise you, it's so many moving parts and we're going to make mistakes. But I think once you're okay with that, like I used to, in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, that hurt my feelings. And now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you know, and then I would either have my feelings hurt or I would try to convince them. And then I was like, no, that's their opinion. I need to respect that, that that's their opinion. And that's okay. They don't have to know all the ins and outs of what I'm doing. They don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's Yes. Like, Thank you for sharing that. Like, I need to hear that for sure. Oh, I have to it's hard to get, like, attached to some, like, yeah, and not to take okay. everyone's judgment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm really sorry you felt that way, you know, and you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And that's okay. And it's actually really good for you because I think it's important to get criticism. Um, one, sometimes it's constructive and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a really good point. And then two, sometimes it just gets you to be like, no, I'm okay. It, you know, it's fine. They don't like it and that's okay. And I've learned, it took me four years, but I finally got there. I was like, it's okay. They don't like it. Like, what am I going to do? I used to get like hurt reading the Amazon, some of the Amazon reviews because they'll be like, all these great reviews and then you get like this one star and they're like yuck and you're just like oh, <laughs> oh man and of course you have like probably like thousands of good reviews but it's that one that's that just one. And then uh -huh. I yes and so then i was like you know what I thought, and let me look at the overall picture overall people really like it and that's okay and then i remember one time i clicked on the one who had the one star i've done this a couple of times and i just go to see other stuff they reviewed and they've given a ton of people one star so that's just kind of it could be their mo it could be a bad day or it could just be not their cup of tea and that's okay yeah their decision and so i've learned to just kind of be like that's fine yeah it took 40 years though so i'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was not overnight my sister will tell you i'll give her something to try and like what do you think she's like that's good i was like just good she's like it's not my favorite i was like I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, why can you ask me? She's like, you can't be offended if I don't like everything you do. I was like, fine. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Fine. <laughs> I'm very close to my sister. So I was like, okay. And then my husband, I was testing him one day. I gave him literally the same mix. I just put it in two different shapes. Because I was like, is he even giving me real feedback? And so like, I, I tried. I go, try this one and then this one. Which one do you like more? He goes, oh, the first one for sure. I go, really? Why? And he goes, Oh my God, it just tastes so much better. It's like, you know, I don't know, like more moist. It's just different. And I was like, oh, it's the same mix, just different shapes. And he was like, well, then why are you setting me up? So I was like, I'm just telling you, please give me. So no one in my family will give me feedback. That's so funny. They said I'm setting them up. So I have to go to outside sources now. I know. I take what I do seriously. I test it on a lot of people. I make it like at least a hundred times. Dang. I, my goal yeah at least and my goal of it is i want it to be as foolproof as possible i want it to be if you add an extra egg fine if you have a little less oil it'll still work and so i do so many tests where that it will be almost impossible to not work and so hopefully wow. i've done that but i i take that my thing is it just needs to be good and it needs to be easy and it so, is both of the things for anyone listening <laughs> i've made these mixes like when I say easy, like, so when I hear those the excuses of just like, like, I didn't have time or whatever, like, y'all, these exist. And they literally take like two seconds to prepare. Like last minute, I had to make it for that health fair. It took yeah. literally 10 minutes. It was awesome. But thank you for saying, yeah, that's really what I want. I, my whole point is I wanted it to be, and so what my idea was when I started, a one full, like a, you know, one stop shop. 
You put everything in one bowl and then you bake it and that's it. Because when you give too many steps, it can be really intimidating for people who don't know how to bake. That's me. Uh, and, 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 you know, and also like, if you think about it, not only is it intimidating, when people are like, oh, what if they gave up? What if they really wanted something sweet? And they're like, it's just too hard. And the recipes online, there's some really great recipes, really great, great blogs, but I'm, I'm not like an expert, but I'm pretty experienced in the kitchen. So for me, it's easy. But for someone, it's like, well, hmm, I didn't get the right almond flour or, oh, this coconut flour brand, maybe, I, how, okay, I have to sift it? Okay, well, uh, let me mix it. All the brands are different. And then with the liquid, it's confusing. And I'm, I'm aware of that. So if I get it, fine. But if I, I just wanted it to be where someone's like, dump. <laughs> yes. And then you put it <laughs> and that's, that is like all I could ever ask for. And that's literally what I, I wanted to do where you didn't need more than two ingredients. So like I, you know, I could, there's some mixes. Some people are like, well, I had a little milk and that did it. Really, I go, yeah, great. If you want, I literally wanted to be, if you just have eggs and oil or butter or whatever it is, and then you mix it, it's just going to be less intimidating and people are going to be more apt to try it. And that was really, and in the beginning it was really hard. So we're like, well, Why? Uh-uh. and I was just like no just give it a try <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I you know it was it was slow it was slow and I mean there's some days in the beginning where I made like zero sales in some days and I remember being like what did I get myself into some of my family like my sister's big house like, I was like yeah yeah it's good and I was like literally sweating on the inside I was like oh my god and you know and I had to learn how to do everything so it's been a learning curve and I know you understand like you've been doing probably you do everything for your podcast I'm sure and yeah just, and just and this resonates a lot with like just good coaching stuff like in like marketing like I never realized how much sales and marketing and stuff was health coaching was going to be I was just thought I was going to pop out and just like clients were going to flow in and I was just <laughs> going to be helping all these people but it's like wow it's a lot something like it's, it's a, lot. a lot oh oh for sure and you know in the beginning I made so many mistakes and I'm so glad I did because it taught me a lot. Like if I think about stuff, like in the beginning when I was doing my runs for the cookie mix, I wasn't even getting things completely wholesale. I was like, okay, so I would go to a website that's sold in bulk because I was like, well, I don't feel like I'm buying it. And it's true. I was buying a small amount. So no one really wanted to sell to me. No one even really wanted to manufacture my mix until I found this one co-packer and they were the one who gave me the chance. I got so, I got maybe like about, 60 no's we can't help you they're too small nope you're too small I was like please I just like let me try one run <laughs> like I was like desperate oh my god in the beginning to save like six or ten cents a package I would do the stickers on the front and in the back so me and my husband was sitting on the floor and we're just sticking them on and me packing them myself and me trying to figure out how to make a palette it was just oh my god we know how to do all those things so if someone in fulfillment if they're doing this i'll be like no but i know how to do like you can't put it's good because then no one can put one over you where they're like yeah oh, no, how it works i'll be like no actually i know how it works i'm not good at it but i know how it works yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> and so i think that's good you kind of take a little bit of that power back and you figure it out yourself so it's for sure it's hard though you know when you started out did you start just making the mixes in your kitchen or like you're not allowed to in new york Okay. I had to find a co-packer. So even though I did like a really small run, I think it was 863 packs. And that's a small run to them. That's, I, put, oh I put a lot of money. I put my money into it. I put, I think about, I think I put like 5,000. Cause that's what I had. I started with $5,000. And so I put 5,000. I was like, okay, like, let me just try it. And I remember just thinking, oh my God, I am making nothing. Like, I'm like, I'm not making anything. And it's like, it was very stressful. It was just very stressful. So that's how it started. And then I asked for another run and then there was a lull and then things started to get, you know, picked back up, and, you know, and it was just some days you're just like, no one's buying it. So what am I doing? Am I, am, am I so convinced on an idea that no one else is convinced about? Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, is that what it is? And you know, and I'm glad I just, I just stuck it out. But also I was at that point like pregnant. And so Jeez. very emotional. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> so, oh. You know, I had that, I had my three or he was three at the time. And then I, I was pregnant and all that. I was like, this is a lot. So I still remember, I tell everyone when the brownies did really well, when I launched it, I came back from Texas. I gave birth there. I came back, I'd be breastfeeding, printing out 
all the like shipping labels because I was still doing all my own shipment. And then I would wait until the baby was asleep. And then I would tape everything and then stick him in the stroller on the bottom. And then I would put him in his, in the stroller. I would drop everything off at the post office and then pick up his brother from school and then walk back home. Like that giant stroller. And I'm, you know, if I think about those days, it's like, they make me smile. I mean, I remember wanting to cry some of those days because it was so hard. But they make me smile. Like I had it. And at the time, it just, that's why I feel like no matter what comes at me, even if I'm having a hard day, those were hard days, like physically on me. And so now I should be grateful that I'm in the position I'm in. So I, that's my thing. I just really try to appreciate every step because I think it's, and I think you understand if you're someone where you have goals in your head and you know, you, you know, you're pretty ambitious. It's like you, you almost forget to stop and just enjoy what you're doing. And I'm really trying to just enjoy remembering things that make me happy from when I first started. So I'll tell my husband, I was like, oh my God, this is like really cool. I can't believe like this is happening for me. And he's like, yeah, it is really cool. You should be proud of yourself. And, I'll, and then I'll cry. <laughs> so I'm just I'm so excited. So, <laughs> yes, I, I get emotional constantly. I'm like, wow. And I get messages sometimes. Like at the events in Austin, I remember afterwards, I just like got very emotional. And my sister's like, are you okay? And I was like, I feel like, like people came and they spent time and they wanted to come and support me. How nice is that? And then I cried. But like good crying. Not yeah. Happy tears. I have happy tears. And I get that. Like I'll have bad days. But then I see people who are the other day, I was just getting the nicest messages. And those far outweigh the negative ones for me now. So I'm like, how kind is it that people are taking their time to message me? They have kids or they have work or they have their own issues and they're so supportive of me. And so I'm just like, could I be any lucky? Like, this is the best job. Oh, that's <laughs> best amazing. Job it's amazing. And so, you know, even when I have like the hardest days, the thought of not doing what I'm doing would, is so much more devastating than my hardest day. So that's how I know that I finally found something that it's just like, my jam and I'm very happy with it yes thank you for sharing that Dina this is beautiful I'm so inspired for oh, real no thank you for saying that I'm not very inspiring at all but thank you yes, for you are oh my gosh I'm really not I'm just somebody who loves food <laughs> <laughs> but you're making a real difference and like you really are like having that on the shelves and or just having it as an available option is gonna be I mean, it is life-changing probably for a lot of people and it's going to continue as it grows. I hope so. That means a lot. I really hope so. It means so much to me. I, I'm i just, I don't know, I'm just very grateful. I'm lucky I have like just really nice people supporting me and I just hope it keeps growing. I can't, yeah. you know, I'm always like scared like to be too excited because I'm like, what if it just ends? <laughs> so no! like, always like, okay, yeah, it's fine. And my husband's like, you're so excited. Why are you acting so calm? I was like, you know, I'm just like worried it's going to be taken away from me. So <laughs> like, you know, and I know it's like, doesn't make sense, but it's just yeah. like, I don't want to be too complacent because then I'm nervous. It's just going to end. It's just like this dream I met. So I'm trying to be like, oh, nobody pinched me. What do you see? Like, I guess like for your vision, even like, yeah, like moving forward, like, what do you, what do you see? Oh, I have a lot. Like, I have so many ideas in my head. This is literally, I wake up in the middle of the night and I have, like, a notepad next to my bed that I write on. But, I mean, first, the first thing I see is, like, I really want to do the big frosting push because the small one sold out really fast. We have a second launch coming up because this helps me kind of get rid of any kind of kinks and everything before you invest in such a large run. Uh, but I really want to see what, like, the frosting has been something I've been working on for two years. Oh, my gosh. You need to see the emails dating back to the manufacturer it has been a process so I kind of want after that to enjoy it and then just see where you know everything has taken me somewhere so I'm I kind of just want to see where the, the stream is gonna <laughs> push me to because I yeah. trusting it and trusting the process has been really beneficial for me so we'll see but frosting is what I'm really excited about yes I can't wait to try it I was I'm so I will send you some. It's just like, I really didn't have any. <laughs> oh, you're great. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't have any. And we're doing the second round and we'll see how that one goes. And then the big one is the end of October this month. So I'm like, oh, sweating. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, what's in the frosting? What's it made of? 
Um, so it has, so I use powdered erythritol in it. Um, and then I use responsibly sourced shortening. And then I use um, soluble tapioca fiber. And then I use a little bit of stevia. Uh, I use cocoa powder. Um, we have and a little bit of salt that's in Florent. And then for the vanilla one, we have like really, really good vanilla. Vanilla, side note, is very expensive to use in products, as I learned. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. I go, why is this one cost more than that? She goes, because vanilla is so expensive. And it's so true. I just want to share that. Yeah, no, I never knew what that. What does that mean where they said, no one, no one at all, not even your mom. And then I'm like, vanilla is so expensive. <laughs> like, no one asked me, but yeah so it's been a learning curve that's for sure yeah when do you think those will be like ready Um, for people to buy so people already bought it the first round two weeks ago um the next round will be next week or in like 10 days Uh, it's just like shipping things back and forth i've learned i've had so many times where i had a launch and like something and i recently just had a few few weeks ago or no a couple months ago a whole pallet of butter pecan got lost oh no just gone i don't know where it is they never uh, found they never found it so there's someone someone's who, sitting there eating them. someone has baking of a storm <laughs> and and to me, like, where is it and it completely changed how i launched i didn't even get to sell it on my website Aww. it was yeah it was, it's stressful but i'm grateful yeah oh <laughs> thank you so much dina you and I know I don't want to take too much of your time. This has been so valuable, though. I really appreciate. Really fun talking to you, actually. And I was just thinking, like, I could just do this for a couple more hours, but I have to pick up the kids. I know. I just looked at the time. I was like, shoot, we've like we've already I, gone I, over. I went really fast. I I feel like we're just like talking over coffee. I should have made myself a little espresso. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, should have made it when I ran to turn off the oven, but I didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was, you know, thank you so much for making the time to talk to me and, you know, just letting me chit chat. I always think before I come in here, I'm like, I'm so nervous. And then I don't be quiet when I start. So, no, I love it. That makes it so easy for me. I just, like, <laughs> I just want to hear what you have to say. Know, I'm like, I'm shy, but <laughs> let me talk for one hour. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Well, no, this is perfect. Yeah. And so, thank you. Yeah. And before we close, if you could just share like one thing that you would want someone listening that maybe is starting their health journey, like what's one thing that you would want to share with them about their health? That's such a good question. Can I think about it for a second? Yeah, sure. Take your time. So one thing I would share about their health journey Oh, I have something. Okay. And this is what I realized for myself. Um, to not just to be kind to yourself, I think. I think we're very hard on ourselves in general as people. I think just be kind to yourself. Like the fact that you're taking that first leap into wanting a health journey for yourself is great. It's a giant leap. It's not small. So I think just be nice to yourself along the way because the only body you have. So I think that would be it. I love that. that okay. No, that is, I think that's like the number one thing. Cause then when you are kind to yourself, you want to fuel yourself with good food and like you want to not overeat. Cause what, if you're just like, it's like a form of self-love to be healthy. Oh my God, for sure. And, and then you appreciate, you know, I don't know about you, but like, there's been times where I've eaten something. It didn't even taste good, but I'm like, well, I just had to have it. And now I'm just like, now I appreciate it. I can taste good food. I know what tastes nice. And then you're like, wow, that was really such a nice meal. And it wasn't like, how much of something did I have? But how much did I enjoy it? Not how yes. much did I have? And I think that's really, it's bringing, it brings enjoyment back to what you love, which is food. Usually the problem that we're not, it's not a problem, but the, the common denominator in all this is that we are people who love food. And that's a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing. And it's not shameful. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Ah. This is is awesome. I love that reframe of like, it's not how much I can eat. It's how much can I enjoy this? Like that's, there's been food. Like yesterday, the best fish that I've had in a long time. I was like, that was so good. I'm still thinking about it. I was like, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have meals. I just think about like, that was such a good meal. So 
Yeah. Nice. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't feel good because I just like ate stuff I didn't want to eat. It was like, oh, feels so good. That was such a fun meal. And I had a great time with my friends. And it's like that kind of re and I think it's what you're saying. It's a reframe. It's how you're phrasing it, it's how you're framing it, and it's how you're remembering it. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. Thank you, Dina. This is beautiful. I had so much fun with you. I'm, I know I I was really chatty. So I, <laughs> you are seriously perfect. This was so fun. I had so much fun with you. If I didn't have to go pick up the kids in New York traffic, I would stay <laughs> chatting with you. I would go make a little cappuccino and then come back home. <laughs> oh, well, yes. I hope you have, yeah, I hope you have a safe rest of your day. And Thank you. All your frosting lunch. I can't wait to eat. Eat all of it and I'll share it all over the place because I love it. Thank you very much. I hope to see what you put it on. If you put it on some brownies, which is your fave. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. You can put some of my sprinkles on top. Just make a whole good D's creation. Oh, I'm my God. Out of excitement. Yeah. I'm just warning you. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> thank you very, 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 very much. Yes. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. I'm so thankful for Dina for coming on the show. So many powerful takeaways from finding that food freedom, finding that food peace and being able to make these simple swaps so that you can literally have your cake and eat it too. And I definitely recommend as the holidays come up, like get some of these mixes, keep them in your pantry just so in those moments that you do really want something that you don't have to spiral off into a sugar binge and go eat tons of refined sugar and flour and cake that's going to set you in, may set you into a spiral and promote weight gain. So these are awesome to have. And if you are someone that needs extra support and accountability during the holidays, like that is what I'm here for. That is what I do as a coach and coaching through the holidays is the most powerful time because it is the hardest time. And if you can get through the holidays and you can get through anything. So it's really learning how to make it work into your life without deprivation, but that you're staying on your goals. Because I know the holidays can be a time where we, we have good intentions and then we start to spiral down. And then it's just like, whatever, I'll wait till the new year. And then what happens? And we're, New year comes and we're bloated and tired and trying to get back to where we were in September. So it doesn't have to be that way. Make this year different. Get a coach. Reach out to me. I am here for you. DM me on Instagram at mindfulbelly or email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com. And I'm here to give you the support and accountability so that you can follow through for yourself during the holidays without deprivation, but sticking to your goals so that come 2020, come the new year that you are on top of your A game and ready to thrive. So yeah, again, DM me or email me and we'll see if we'd be a good fit. And until next time, step into your healthiest self. You deserve it.